Hey guys, Jordan Harbinger here, former host of The Art of Charm and current host of The Jordan Harbinger Show, because I'm really creative with naming my new show, apparently. And now, I'm helping out a good friend of mine, Peter Huseth, with his podcast, Millennial Highway. You're listening to Millennial Highway. This is the podcast of your generation. You're on the highway of life, so why not join us in the fast lane? What's up, guys? It's your hostess with the mostest, Peter says. Now, before I jump in and do my thing, I just wanted to let you guys know that this Professional Pathway segment will be coming out exclusively on Thursdays. Now, I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this episode because not only will you find out the pathway of a business coach, and I know some of you might be thinking, what is a business coach? But we're breaking this episode into two parts where our guest, Cody Wooten, is going to flip the script and interview me. Let's get started. Cody, how are you? Hey, I'm doing wonderful, Peter. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Awesome. Uh, so, Cody, um, if you could describe what you do in one sentence, what would it be? If, if I could describe what I do in one sentence, it would be that I look to inspire equip people and work with them to help them emerge and become who they're meant to be. I really like that. Thank you. I like that too. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like you really care about people. I, I, it's for me, the world would be a lot better place if we all cared for each other a little bit more. That's so true. Wasn't there one quote about like mother Teresa that like, uh, did you know you, you oh, told me mother this mother <laughs> mother Teresa has fantastic quotes i can't oh. recall it top of my head but i know that i have it nearby i put you on the spot <laughs> um no i know right I, I definitely that was that was that was a curveball right there okay yeah i got one right here she <laughs> said let no one ever come to you without leaving better and happier be the living expression of God's kindness. Kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, kindness in your smile. Mother Teresa. That's beautiful. All right. So Definitely. Let's... All right. So where did you uh, go to college, Cody? So I went to the University of Dallas, which is actually in Irving, Texas, but that's basically just a suburb of Dallas. Oh. Yeah, little private uh, Catholic college. So why, why, did you, why did you go to uh, University of Dallas? That's a great question. Um, I technically went to the University of Dallas because it was the school that recruited me for lacrosse, actually. I played uh, NCAA Division three lacrosse there. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, for me... Uh, Lacrosse was a game I found in middle school. I I had just absolute fun playing it. It was like a combination of, um, you could say, uh, hockey and football and baseball mixed into a sport. Tons of running, tons of hitting, and just a bunch of guys being guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was was a wrestler in high school, so I just loved, like, banging someone <laughs> um, there's yeah. there there's something um 
there's something refreshing about competition and um and guys really like to play on that there are many women too but definitely but definitely guys like to do that right no it's funny when i when i was uh, at ou uh, there uh, i played rugby and it seemed mm-hmm. like the the women's rugby team was like rougher than the men's rugby team <laughs> they won more too and so yeah. this is this is the thing guys are known to play more competitive sports but girls are meaner they don't play by the rules uh, guys we have like these unheard rules that we all like basically obey and, and girls don't do that they're oh, no. ready to just they will ruthless. tear each other up they're yeah. absolutely ruthless i wouldn't want to fight a girl no me neither that's not, <laughs> not in the cards for me <laughs> oh all right so um what what major did you uh decide to uh choose um well that's kind of an interesting story because before going into college, I had this idea in my head that I was going to go into counseling psychology um, because throughout high school and, and most of my young adult life, I guess, um, I was kind of the person that people always came to for help, whether it was a problem going on at home they were looking for help in a situation, relationships, challenges. I was that kind of person that was always there. And when I was looking through different college majors, I was, I was trying to see where I could go that would allow me to really help people. And from what I could see, the only path for that was counseling psychology. Now, because I chose my university, based on my ability to play lacrosse and not based on my major, I found out after getting there that their psychology program actually was not really designed for counseling psychology. It is extremely fantastic program for clinical psychology, which is more like the scientific study. It's about what you hear in the the different reports, like um, Pavlov's dogs, that would be clinical psychology. And so it's absolutely, exactly, absolutely. And it's, I love studying that. And it's, that whole field of psychology is extremely interesting. But it was something that I just wasn't really interested in pursuing in my life. And so it was at that point where I was kind of like, I didn't really know where else to go. Because I had this idea of counseling psychology, but there was no other major that really kind of tackled what I was looking to do. And so I decided to go with a business major because I figured at the very least, no one was going to question me about it. Right. What, what, if you what get, were you looking Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just going to say, if, if you get an English major or a philosophy major, the first thing that people always ask is, so what do you plan to do with that degree? I didn't want to deal with that. So I figured I'm safe with business. So was it after you graduated that you decided you wanted to be a business coach? Kind of. Um, the, before finding coaching, the, going through the different business classes, I started to find that I was actually pretty good at accounting which is really strange because when you think counseling psychology versus accounting, they're like completely different things. Right. And I was just good at it because to me, I've, I've always been good with math and then accounting is a lot like puzzles. 
So if you have basic algebra skills and you can understand where to put different pieces to the puzzle, mm -hmm. you're probably going to be good at accounting. And okay. so, and so I found I was just naturally good at it and decided getting out of college that I was just going to go ahead and keep pursuing that. And so I got into the, the, the corporate world, started doing accounting work. And I very quickly found that it just was not something that interested me. Um, why is it's that? not for me, for you? Why, why would I you? like to see people who are passionate about what they do, making movements towards what, what it is they're trying to accomplish. That's something that I've always liked to see in people. And in accounting, it's very rare to see that. Most of the people, if they're at the beginning parts of accounting, they might be pursuing a master's degree. And then it kind of, the roadmap for them ends there. And they end up doing accounting work just for like different businesses. And they might look to go to a CFO, but a lot of them get very comfortable right where they're at. Right. Which works perfectly because... Accounting is, is just an incredibly needed field within business. And if you don't have people who understand the books like that and who don't have just a comfort with it and enjoy doing it, it businesses can go really haywire. And so those people are definitely needed. And it's just, I was, I'm not one of those people. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, so there is. Because you want to work more directly with people and help exactly people, them grow, right? Because that—that's a lot. But like a counselor, exactly, would do. But you're doing it on the business realm of things. Exactly. That's cool how you put those two together. Thank um, you. So, so continuing on that journey, right? Right. Now I'm at this point where I spent four years. And a little bit more because I started to pursue a master's degree um, on this accounting path. And then I decided I didn't want to continue on that path. So I just stopped doing the master's degree right then because there is no point in pushing that any further if I wasn't going to continue down that path. Right. And now the question became, okay, what are my options? I could go back to college probably a different university and try and start it all again and build up more student debt, which is uh -huh. obviously some of the most fun you're going to have with college. Oh, of course. You know what that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> debt is exactly what you want in college. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. So that wasn't excessively appealing to me. And the other option was I had no idea. That's the truth of it. I was just kind of hoping to find something. And I was, I was really fortunate at that time to meet a group of entrepreneurs. And those entrepreneurs were really about self-development. Now, this was something I'd heard about before. This, this field where people read books, they take courses in order to improve themselves. Now, I had this stigma in my mind that the type of people that really do 
self-development work were people who felt like they had no future and felt like they were stuck in life and felt like they weren't going to get anywhere without this outside help. And I never felt like that was me. And so for my youth, I never even considered looking at self-development. But when you get around people who are passionate about something, you typically find that you end up getting passionate about it too. And so they kept pushing for personal development. And I decided, what the heck? I'll give it a try because what's the worst that happens? I read a book, I take a course, and I don't like it, and I stop doing it. No big deal. It's not four more years of college, right? Right. And what I found was that personal development was something that I had been missing in my life. It was a huge key that taught you about success principles in life that I had never learned throughout the entirety of my education from pre-K all the way through part of a master's degree. And so I'm learning these concepts that should be taught to everybody. And I was actually kind of angry at the time at the entire educational system for basically making me feel like I've been failed. (laughs) throughout my entire life. Um, But I I just dove head over heels into all these books, all of these courses, just got my hands on as many of them as I could. And by doing that, I I really just fell in love with the entire field. And then something clicked in my mind. I thought to myself, someone is writing these books, someone is creating these courses, and they're making money doing it. So why couldn't I do that? And that's when I began to actually look into how does the personal development field work? What are the different parts of the personal development field? And where could I see myself fitting into that so that I could help people in the same way that I saw myself getting helped? It was about that time that I really fell in love with John Maxwell, who is Just a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher on leadership. He's been teaching leadership for over 50 years. Wow. Um, Has written like 50 different books. That's not even a joke. And has sold, I think he's at five books now that have have sold over a million copies. So that's five million copies sold just from five of his works. Wow. Of those 50. Of the 50. So... Of the 50. So, so you can tell his work means something. And it meant a ton to me. And while looking at everything that he does, I found out that he actually had a certification program. And that certification program was for coaching, speaking, and teaching. And so I decided to look into what are these things? What is coaching? What is speaking and teaching? And what does that mean for me. And when I started to learn what these were, coaching really was something that popped out at me because the way it was described, the only thing I could think is this is how I li- have lived my life basically since I can remember. So, so why not just make a transition and start doing this for a living? So I made that leap, decided to go for it, and I've never looked back since. That's fascinating. You know, how you can like, like how, 
I'm, I'm curious, like, because you said, like, at the beginning um, of your story, you said you ran into a group of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Were they, like, in a coffee shop or something? And you're like, hey, entrepreneurs. Like, <laughs> how did this happen? Um, so it, it actually started at um, a Panera Bread. I was oh, there no with, way. yeah, with, uh, I was there with my girlfriend, who's now my fiance. And um, we were just kind of minding our own business. Um, and this guy walked up to me and he saw my watch and he commented how he liked my watch. And I'm, I'm a bit of a Star Wars nerd and I had a Star Wars watch on there. If you're a Star Wars fan, it had the Mandalorian symbol on there. If you're not mm. a Star Wars fan, I apologize. <laughs> and Sorry, so he commented on that, right? And I got like, I, I got super excited because when someone recognizes something that's yours that you're passionate about, you, you just feel that passion just come right. up out of you. And so I just started going off and off about this watch and he, he didn't actually know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> and he just thought it was a cool looking watch. And so after maybe like five minutes about talking about it all, I, I realized he had no clue what I was talking about. And we, we transitioned to just talk about what we do. And- and so that's kind of where it started. He introduced me to the group. Just like that? Just like that, yeah. Oh Sometimes God. in life, when you make just a great connection with people, it leads you down a path that you never would have found on your own. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Because, you know, I can, I can think of like a bunch of times and uh, when I was like back in January, when I, when I was like, just had the first millennial highway idea i would go off and like just meet people and tell them about it and they're like oh well this is what i could do for it and i was just like what <laughs> yep. yeah people people want to help so uh, yeah no it's 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 absolutely crazy we that and this is something that i've i've experienced and seen more and more as I develop my vision of where I want to go and as I have looked at other people developing the vision of where they want to go and as I've studied the people who've had successes, I, I see this more and more that when you start taking action towards your dreams, the pieces begin to line up for you to get there. A lot of people, they, they get a dream, right? And it stays there. It just stays in their mind. They never let it come out of them. Right. And I find that to be a travesty because when you start taking that action, you start to find the people that help you put the pieces together to make it a reality. But if you don't begin to take that action, you're not going to find those people. And that dream is going to stay a dream when it could have became a reality. And that's not something I want to see in the world. It's something that I want to help people overcome. And that's a big part of why I became a coach. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting uh, what, what you just said. So uh, I was talking to uh, Mark Cuban. Not, I don't know him personally, but he has a CyberDust <laughs> app. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, um, this is a real, real story, by the way. And he has this app called CyberDust. And it's basically okay. like a social networking app like uh, snapchat basically like the message the whole point of his messages disappear okay so um i messaged him on there i'm like hey like uh like i'm a dreamer basically what's the best way for me to like 
thrive. And he messaged me back like a couple hours later. He goes, be great at something. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> so that basically means take action on yeah. the dream. And so, exactly. Yeah. The, the only way you become great is by taking the steps forward to become great. There's the, the, the quote 10,000 hour rule that when you study something for 10,000 hours, you begin to become an expert at it. Mm-hmm. And, and that only happens when you spend time actually doing what it is you want to do. Right. Right. And that can be, um, like just doing like, like, cause I think when people hear say, they hear the saying, take action. I think, um, they think like they have to make like these big steps and like more often than not, it's just making like the tiniest step. Like, like when I made the podcast, it was just like, okay, well today I'm going to work on what the name of the podcast is, you know? And yeah. And so, and then go exactly. on and build off of that. There's, um, there is this person, his name is Jeff Woods, who's become a mentor in my life. He runs the One Thing podcast. He's partnered with a guy named Jay Papazan and Gary Keller, who Gary Keller is the guy who created Keller Williams Realty. And the whole concept of the one thing is how do you narrow down all the possible things that you can do down to the smallest action you can take in order to begin the process to get where you want to go. And there's this wonderful thing called the domino effect that every domino you have has the ability to knock down a domino that's 50% larger, right? Right. So that means that if your first domino is two, it can knock down like two inches. It can knock down a domino that's three inches. That three inch domino can knock down a four and a half inch domino. And you continue and within like 30 dominoes, you can knock down a domino that reaches the moon. Interesting. Crazy, right? That is crazy. But it makes a lot of sense because it's mm-hmm. like, like, I don't know, whenever we, uh, like we hear like we have to do something that we just, we hear do something and we just get scared and we're like, well, I don't want to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we tell ourselves that we're lazy or we tell ourselves that we're some sort of like limiting belief. And, yep. And so exactly. And those limiting beliefs destroy dreams. And it's limiting beliefs that is what I tackle with coaching is, is people have those limiting beliefs and then I challenge them on those limiting beliefs. Is that really true? Right. Why do you think it's true? And often people have these limiting beliefs that have absolutely nothing to do with reality. And when you help them see that, they can completely change what they're doing. It's phenomenal to see that happen. When you were uh, studying, did you take psychology classes at University of Dallas? Like, do you, are, I did, yes. Okay. Yeah, did you, did you come to, because I've always found psychology fascinating, like cognitive dissonance and, or cognitive, cognitive distortions? Did Definitely, you, yeah. yeah. Well, because basically what those are, like co- negative core value beliefs and like, because someone believes, say, for example, that I'm stupid, then their behaviors start to emulate that they're stupid and their actions yep. and their feelings and 
and then it's just it's it's just downhill yeah it's just downhill from there and it's like some people exactly and then when you're in that sort of like fog it's almost Mm -hmm. impossible to realize you're even in the fog oh no you're you're completely right it's it's funny because we people think that they completely understand everything that's happening in their lives and they think that it's down packed they know exactly what's going on and often it, it takes an outside perspective to come in and say is this actually the way it really is and when you when you stop for a minute and you take a couple steps back you start to see maybe maybe i didn't think i had things as together as i thought i had them right yeah, I think I'm starting to understand like when, because uh, you're a LinkedIn coach, uh, your LinkedIn profile, not your LinkedIn coach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a LinkedIn coach? And, uh, um, I've, got, I've got a LinkedIn mentor, not really? a coach per se. Yeah, um, his name's Josh Turner. He, is, um, he just loves everything LinkedIn. His, his company is called Link Selling and his whole company is designed to teach people how to be effective at selling their products or services on LinkedIn. So I actually do have a LinkedIn mentor. Oh, wow. Um, phenomenal. That goes, that, that goes back to the point, like, even the mentors have mentors. You know, even yeah. the, the best of the best have someone saying, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the best of the best in the world, they have their own mentors. They have their own teachers. They have their own coaches. I've heard of people having as many as five coaches. Is it for, okay, so, because that sounds like overkill, um, but is it for like different parts of like different areas then, like different specializations? Exactly, yeah. So within coaching, there are many different fields. There's, you, you have kind of your broader fields, right? Which would be like business relationships, um, uh, parenting right those are some of your kind of bigger fields and then right. a lot of times there's niches within those fields so like with business coaching you have marketing coaches you have sales coaches um, and you have leadership coaches which is where I like to be is within leadership okay um, what's a uh, like like because you're talking about the leadership coaching like uh like on your, on your bio, you talk about dream teams. Yes. What is a dream team? Can you go into that? Sure. Yeah. So within any sort of company, organization, business that is looking to become bigger, become better, you need to have a team of people, right? Right. Because we're, and this is something that bugs me in our society, Our society in in the United States is so focused on independence, right? I want independence from the system. I want independence from my boss, et cetera, et cetera, right? I want independence from the school system. Mm -hmm. There's there's all sorts of different types of independence, and, and people think that independence is the way to go. And really, independence is a stop that you have to make to become efficient at something before you get to the next step. And that next step is interdependence. Yeah, cool. Exactly. And so, so within interdependence, right, we all have our own strengths and we all have weaknesses. 
you will never be perfect at everything. It won't happen. And that's okay. You don't need to be perfect at everything. You need to find out what are you strong at? What can you continue to get stronger at? And you need to find other people who can supplement where you're weak, right? And so you create a team of people with different strengths that all tie together, right? So you, you have like your CEO who's going to be the person who creates the vision and kind of guides the company to get there. You're going to have like a chief marketing officer who completely understands marketing, understands how to get people to have a desire to get your product or service. You're going to have a, 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 like a chief selling officer who understands sales completely and understands what it means to close a deal and how to get there. You're going to have a, a CFO, your chief financial officer, who completely understands how the finances of a company should look and where they need to go to get there. And these are all different strengths that your, your organization needs as a team. Now, you can put the best people in the world together, but that does not necessarily mean that they've created a dream team. What's that I hear? You want to listen to more? Well, at 4 o'clock tomorrow on Friday, part two will be coming out. I'll be the student and Cody will be the master. Yes, that's right. Cody's going to be giving me the interview. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to share, like, and subscribe.